Welcome to another uh, preview edition of the 3ND Podcast. I'm Mark King, your podcast host. Uh, we have another great uh, matchup tonight between the Orlando Magic and the Memphis Grizzlies, your preview's final for the year. Uh, who thought both these teams would be so good this early? So it's going to be a really good, really good matchup. And to help me preview this matchup, I got Aaron Goldstone on from our from our partner Grime over there in, in Orlando, the Pinstripe Post down in Orlando. Welcome, Aaron. How are you, man? I'm great, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate that. Uh, but we got you. We're going to talk a little bit about the Orlando uh, Grizzlies matchup. I want to jump right in uh, to Mario Hazonia's option not being picked up. It kind of broke yesterday. Uh, did you guys see that coming? What happened there? What, why do you think they, they decided to decline that option? Um, well, I was actually kind of surprised. I wrote uh, an article a few days ago kind of saying it was going to be a gimme because it usually is that those options get picked up. Um, his salary next year is supposed to be like $6 million, 5.6, something like that. So it really wasn't like that big of a portion of the salary cap. Um, and it's usually kind of automatic, but the Magic, I guess, decided to go in a different direction. So you got to kind of remember that the new general manager and PBO in place, um, they didn't draft Tizonia, so I guess they just kind of don't see him at all in their future. But still... I mean, you know, the salary alone is not that big of a deal, so um, I guess I assumed they would pick it up. Um, I know they were trying to trade him as well, but, um, you know, nothing worked out as of now, so he is set to become a free agent uh, next summer, I guess. That's interesting. Um, you know, the Grizzlies had their kind of similar with Jarrell Martin. They decided to, to pick up his option, and it's a guy who uh, we thought was going to be waived uh, about a, a couple weeks before training camp, so... Um, these things kind of fluctuate, as you said. You never really know what the teams are up to, what they have in, in store for for the young players. But uh, uh, but I digress. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about this team. This team has been has been fantastic. Five and two. Grizzlies are five and two. The Magic. Uh, I think I would say, and rightly so, have outplayed expectations thus far for most people's expectations. But what's made this team so good this early on? Yeah, I mean, they've come, you know, out of the gate on fire. I've got to say, you know, what's contributed most to their success is, I mean, it starts with their offense. They, for two or three years now, have been a bottom five team in the NBA, shooting, scoring. Um, they've just really struggled to put the ball in the basket. But, um, you know, seven games or whatever it is into the season now, they're they're a top five team in the NBA in pace. They're a top five team in the NBA in offensive rating and points per game. So. I mean, they're they're hitting everything from the outside. They're pushing the pace even without Alfred Payton, who's only played in two games. So, um, you know, using their athleticism, getting out, finding easy opportunities on the break, and then also, I mean, just shooting the lights out from from three as well. Yeah, this team is actually a really good uh, jump shooting team. Uh, surprisingly enough, you have uh, Aaron Gordon and you have Evan Fournier. Also, you know almost making three three pointers per game which is which is huge for this team but do you think that that goes along with I guess more of what Houston does if if they're not making them does this team susceptible to losing uh, losing to bad teams if they're not making those shots is there other way they can get offense out there yeah I mean I think that's what most magic fans are kind of waiting on if uh, they're shoot a drop and eventually when these shots don't go in you know how can they still create offense um you know, with Aaron Gordon, 
you know, it's just get on the break, get out on the break and push the pace as much as you can. You know, I think one of his strongest skills is when he rebounds the basketball to, to start basically his own one-man, you know, fast break, and then he can give the ball up and get it back or, or whatever. But, um, you know, Jonathan Simmons as well. You know, they're Terrence Ross. There's some pretty good athletes on the team, and uh, this all will even get better when Peyton, Alfred Payton comes back from his hand, hamstring injury because, uh, you know, they want to, off the rebound, you know, push the ball as much as they can. Um, I don't think they anticipated as a team being able to, to shoot so well. So eventually – when those shots don't fall, like the other night in Charlotte, what can they do to still score? Yeah, you mentioned uh, we have three players. You guys have three players averaging double figures. Actually, you know, more than double figures, 20 points per game, which is huge for a, for a team. I think that um, that's something the Grizzlies should be trying to achieve is Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, and, and some other player averaging 20 points per game. That, that, that tends to have your offense uh, – uh, pretty well oiled, but uh, what do the Grizzlies do to stop those three players in Aaron Gordon, uh, Nikola Vucevic, and uh, and Evan Fournier average, averaging twenty points per game? Well, Aaron Gordon, since he was drafted, has kind of always been shuffling back and forth between the three and the four, and like on at least OPP on our site, you know, the debate is always going to be small forward is he a power forward? Um, Early on, last game against New Orleans, he really, really struggled against Anthony Davis because of Davis's length. He struggled on offense and defense, picked up two quick fouls. But, I mean, you know, who doesn't struggle against Anthony Davis? So I, I guess what I'd say is the slot on Aaron Gordon, you know, someone that's taller, longer, kind of a smallish power forward, um, those are the guys I've seen that, that he has trouble with. Um, you know, Evan Fournier, you know, somebody that's going to kind of get in his airspace you know, run him off the three-point line and make him put the ball on the floor. Um, but he's been doing a pretty good job, you know, dishing out, you know, four assists per game, you know, getting others involved as well. You there? Yeah, I think we lost you for just a second there. Okay. Um, so I don't know where you lost me, but I was saying uh, for Aaron Gordon, he really seems to struggle with length, with, with longer and taller defenders. And Evan Fournier, I would say to stop him, he maybe want to just run someone off three-point line, run him off three-point line, and, and make him put the ball on the floor. Um, so, yeah. Well, that, um, you know, I think that I think Chandler Parsons will fit well in the uh, taller, smaller power forward, but I don't think he's going to be able to, uh, in, that, in that starting group, uh, for the Grizzlies, but we never know what's going to happen, so we'll, we'll see. The Grizzlies are, are banged up. I'm not sure if uh, Mike Conley is going to play tonight, so we'll, there, there's a lot to be kind of known about this game tonight for the Grizzlies and who they're, who they're going to roll out in the starting lineup and who's going actually going to play. Uh, but I, I want to talk a little bit about Jonathan Simmons. You guys picked him up from the Spurs this year. He's averaging double double figures already. How how is he helping this team uh, get to you know get the offense going and also but helping you guys get wins? Yeah, he's been he's been great. He's really been one of the unsung heroes so far. And, and I think the offseason, um, it was kind of an underrated signing. There were so many moves in the NBA in the offseason. You know, I don't think the Jonathan Simmons to Orlando move really got a whole lot of attention. But he's just like, he just brings like relentless energy every single game. Um, you know, he's a guy I can look at if shots are not falling, that's not going to make a difference to him because he's always attacking the rim. He's always just on the aggressive, you know, pedal to the metal. And um, I think that's infectious for some of the other guys as well. So 
our bench unit last year, the Magic, I mean, they were just trash. They were awful. So he's been a stabilizing force on the bench, and um, he's also been finishing some games lately, too, as sort of a, a ball lead guard, kind of point guard-ish type role. That's interesting um, that you say that, and you talk about the bench a little bit. Uh, what do you guys have on the on your bench besides Jonathan Simmons that that goes out there and just really gets buckets for you, or do you is that something that that the that the Orlando Magic struggle with? Because uh, we've seen from the Wizards, they have a huge bench squad. They're, they're outscoring benches by twenty and thirty points. Is that something that you're concerned with going into this matchup tonight? Uh, the bench has been has been okay. Um, you know, DJ Augustine is supposed to be the backup point guard, but he started five of our seven games because of Peyton, so that's kind of brought Shelvin Mack into the fold, who's been solid and decent. Um, you know, Jonathan Isaac, who's a 19-year-old, you know, lottery pick, you know, rookie, um, has played a lot more than I think a lot of people had envisioned this early on. He's about 20 minutes per game, and uh, his length, I mean, his defense, he's not scoring a ton, but, I mean, his length is just defensively already at an NBA level and caliber, so he's been um, very helpful at the forward position off the bench. Um, Murray Spates is kind of your, your you know, bucket-per-minute type guy. He really helped us in Orleans the other night. Um, and then you got Bismack Biombo there, who has struggled a little bit, but, you know, he's your, your solid backup. So um, the bench has depth, I mean, Aaron Aflalo hasn't even really played at all this year. He's there at the end of the bench. Um, you know, so there's some guys. That's interesting uh, that you have V.J. Augustine, you know, kind of elevated to that starting lineup. And so, like you said, he kind of takes away from from your bench scoring, which is actually I would I would think for, for yourself as well as anyone else there, Magic fans, that that's, that's good to hear since – you have Alfred Payton kind of waiting in the wings once he comes back. If your, you know, your your DJ Augustine is playing well, and then he's going to continue that play on the bench. It's only going to make you guys better. So I would say that's probably promising for you guys to to see him out going out and playing well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean he's he's a solid. You know, he's got his limitations. DJ Augustine is not a very good defensive point guard, um, and so he's been filling in really admirably, but I think as time goes on, what, what you miss with Alfred Payton, who's pretty much just an average defender, but, but you, you miss um, that presence. Um, DJ Augustine really struggled the other night slowing down Kemba Walker, and uh, kind of the upper-tier point guards in the NBA are just going to uh, abuse Augustine defensively, but offensively, he's you know very solid veteran that could run the – he's capable of running the offense. I want to move on to Nikola Vucevic. Uh, he's playing really good this year. As I mentioned earlier, he's averaging double uh, twenty points per game. Last year, I think he was only like fourteen. What's what's the how has he been able to, to you know jump up to from you know six extra points per game? What in the offense is making him play so well and getting him so many open looks? Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to specifically talk to you about because you know obviously your franchise player and, and has been for many years is Marcus All right so. There's a lot of things that Marc Gasol does that reminds me a lot of Vucevic, at least on offense. Um, Gasol's a far superior defense player. But on offense, you know, Gasol and Vucevic, they both, you know, are capable from shooting from the outside. And they're, they're both very capable passers, you know, three, four assists per game. Um, I wrote last summer that Nick Vucevic had to model his game moving forward more like Marc Gasol. And what I mean by that is Gasol's taking, what, like four or five threes per game these days, you know, early on his career didn't, 
um, that's the way that the NBA is moving towards with their center. You know, um, Mark Gasol, uh, Brooke Lopez, Al Horford, they're all shooting so many threes, and Vucevic wasn't. So if you notice this year, Nick is actually taking, I don't know, I think I haven't checked three or four threes per game. Um, he's stretching the floor more, which is kind of a must, I guess, even from the center these days. Yeah, that's he's actually yeah he's he's t- averaging uh, almost five three pointers a game, which is which is like you like you mentioned is big for a, a center these days, and that's the same thing Mark Gasol's doing. So, yeah, when the centers add those you know three pointers into uh, into their kind of arsenal, and they can actually take them and they can make them at a reasonable rate, like Mark Gasol can and. Nicole is actually, you know, averaging almost two pointer, two point, two three point makes per game this season. That that's big for adding them, adding that into their arsenal and getting guys to step out on them and being able, then being able to drive by them. That's kind of the next. That's kind of what you see Marcus all working on this year is the actual kind of drive by the person as they close out uh, on him this year three point line, and that'll be the next step in in that uh, kind of progression of what you add. But um, it's it's interesting to see him step out, and, and we'll see that we'll definitely see that tonight against a matchup Marcus all uh, playing him. How will they play each other uh, on the outside? Um, last thing I want to go through is um, kind of what what you guys rotation is. How many you know who's playing? How many minutes? Who's kind of your you know we we I think we figured out your starters, but um, who kind of comes at the end of the quarter? Walk us through your rotation, and then give us a prediction for the game. Okay, so um, again, you've got uh, Augustine and Fournier in the backcourt. I believe I haven't checked today, but I believe Alfred Payton is still going to be out. So that means uh, Sheldon Mack and uh, Jonathan Simmons will be the first guards off the bench, and, and Simmons is kind of playing like the two-three backup wing. Um, Jonathan Isaac will be like a back and forward. And then I actually will kind of be interested to see if Frank Vogel goes with Biombo to back up Nick Vucevic or if he kind of rises a hot hand and goes with Murray Spates because um, Spates had 18 points, 19 points in like 20 minutes uh, just two nights ago and uh, was a big lift. Um, as far as the prediction for, for tonight, you know, I, it, it's the third game of a, a three-game road trip. So, you know, um, I'll be interested to see the Magic, how much energy they have, um, you know, um, if their shots, like we talked about, aren't falling, like if they can create energy, easy offense. I don't know when the last time they won in Memphis was. I know we've had a pretty horrible record there lately. Um, you know, Memphis is the top team in the West. They're always historically very solid, especially defensively. So, um I don't know. I think it's going to be not as high scoring as the Magic have been playing lately. Um, kind of a grinded out game, and um, I'm hopeful, but I think the Grizzlies in a close matchup may win. Do you want to score? Do you want me to predict the score? No, no. I just that I was just curious of who you thought would would take the win. I think it's going to be a close game as well. Again, this is our uh, our previous finals matchup here we got coming in tonight. So, um, <laughs> but I, again, I just want to appreciate. Uh, I just want to thank uh, Aaron Goldstone for coming on. Aaron Goldstone, writer for the Orlando Pinstripe Post. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much for giving us insight. And uh, I'm not sure if the Grizzlies play the Orlando again, but if so, we'll talk to you again. Of course, I really appreciate you having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right, that's been it for our preview podcast this today for the Orlando Magic. You can follow us at Three and D Pod. Make sure you follow me at King underscore Producer. We have all the previews coming up for all the other matchups coming up this, after this game and for the rest of the season. So make sure you check us out at Three and D Podcast. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes. Leave a five star review. 